movies, music, TV, and more? Would you flush it down the toilet? Or buy it from a store? <laughs> Couple of credits. Couple of credits. Couple of critics. It's my favorite. It's definitely my favorite out of all of those, I believe. Couple of critics. Couple of critics. Welcome, everyone. This is the last episode of the Couple of Critics podcast special special. This is episode number seven. Yes, it's going to be fun. Happy Halloween, everyone. Happy it is Halloween. Halloween. It is Halloween. And this is Couple of Critics Podcast. I am Michelle. I'm Sam. And we are doing some special stuff where we're reviewing Halloween specials. And this is a good one. Uh, <clears throat> pardon me. We went ahead and watched and will be reviewing the Simpsons classic Treehouse of Horrors. Treehouse of Horror 5. five. It's horror. I always say horrors, <laughs> but it's five. I mean, it is multiple stories, so it is several horrors. Maybe that's what, and because it's an ongoing thing, I think I pluralize it in my head. So I feel like I say it wrong every time. I always put an S there, but it's five. This came it's out like Kroger season six, episode six, which is nice. nice. <laughs> it's a nice touch that they were able to do that. Simpsons always get lucky on landing at like some weird thing accidentally because it's not like they didn't put it out around Halloween. So this just got lucky. Came out October thirtieth, nineteen ninety four. I think that might be the same day that the Beavis and Butthead episode that we just did. Did you say ninety four? Yes. No, it was ninety five. That was ninety five. Beavis and Butthead was ninety five. Okay. I remember because I wanted it to be ninety four. Oh, well, this and is 94. Wasn't. 94, goddamn classic number for the Couple of Critics podcast. Which sure <laughs> So many things we love. And this is an area of the Simpsons in general that I love. It's not just this Halloween episode. It's a chunk of seasons around this that's like the golden age. Yeah, this is six. So this is definitely the golden Simpsons prime yeah, that this, people talked about. This is me taping... Every episode and watching it multiple times. Just constant, constant Simpsons. When you told me we were going to do this episode, I was uh, very excited just to watch some Simpsons. I didn't even have to talk about it. I was like, oh, I just get to watch the Simpsons. I never do that anymore. Since you just said it like that. uh, Yeah, I did pick all of the episodes, but I okayed everything with Sam. Yeah, but it's probably going to be okay no matter what. I mean, people may have appreciated more like adult things being reviewed but whatever it's nostalgic no. it's it's fun when i think of holidays you know holidays were best when i was a kid all holidays were better when i was a kid mm-hmm. for sure you didn't have to worry about buying people presents or like making food and inviting people over and cleaning up before and after you just had all the simple things where you could just relax enjoy and experience the holidays for what they were might i suggest just doing that. 
don't take any responsibility on. It's really fucking easy. You just go, meh, and you show up when you're invited to, and you don't help clean up. You just eat, you get presents, and you leave. It's great. I'm still doing it. (laughs) Well, part of that was helping your mother out, so she didn't have to do everything. She's a mom. <laughs> She's getting ready to turn 70. Yeah. She's not young bones. I mean, she needs to move. She's got to move them. Dead bones, bones, bones. <laughs> move your dead bones, bones, bones. The secret will bring you to life. It'll keep uh, her alive. Keep her alive. So one thing that's really cool about... Well, I'll, I will say that I do like that their Treehouse of Horror episodes are broken down into multiple little segments. Yeah, I, it's awesome. It's awesome because it gives them the ultimate freedom to just make whatever they want. And it's shorter, so it doesn't have to be some long, drawn-out story. It can just be shortened to the point. Straight to the point, fill it with jokes, done. Because it's, al- it's, it's already just like a 22, 23 minute long episode, and then you split that in three. I mean, that's pretty solid. Yeah, it's great. Think about like if you make a 22 minute episode about one subject, and you got to come up with 22 minutes of jokes about one like that's general it. arc. This, it gives them the freedom to be like, I only have to think of jokes for seven fucking minutes of storyline. Mm-hmm. I can cramp... I can think of 30 right now, and we only need seven. This is great. Well, you need those 30 because not all 30 are going to land. Yeah, of course. Let's call it. What, what do they do that when they're like, I'm just spitballing. <laughs> I'm just spitballing, man. I like to Don't do, hold I'm it just, against me, guys. I'm, I'm just riffing here. If it's not good, it's not good. We'll get there. We'll get there. I'm surrounded by cats right now, and We're I like it. on the path. All right, so this was chosen by me because I think it's because I saw it on a list about the first segment being typically the highest rated favorite Treehouse of Horror segment in Simpsons history. But for me personally, when I think of Simpsons Treehouse of Horror, I think of this every time. Oh, yeah. And getting going right into this episode officially, the first segment that we get to is The Shinning. <laughs> Beautiful, The Shinning. So how perfect that it fits in. It seems like this week is just, it's The Shining. It's about The Shining. Type week. <laughs> we just spent four fucking hours talking to Ken about elements of The Shining, and then we get this beautiful Simpsons homage to The Shining. And I wanted to say to your point of, when you think of Treehouse of Horror, you think of this episode. Mm-hmm. Me too. So much. I have a scene from this fucking episode etched into my goddamn That's arm. That's right. I always forget that you do have the Homer Shining <laughs> yes. on your shoulder. So yeah, v- very big arm. fan of this. I mean, this hits two things. Simpsons, that I love, and Shining, that I loved. So it was just, how could you get any better? But yeah, I love this homage because it opens up and it looks... It has the same fucking feel as the Kubrick Shining does right at the beginning. Uh huh. It's amazing. It's a cartoon, and it invoked the same like, ooh, creepiness. Absolutely, they're driving up the the hill and you know windy roads, and then in the distance appears the Overlook Hotel. Yeah, the way they're like, uh, the way they make the mountain. Uh, like get smaller as the mansion got bigger. Mm-hmm. It was cool to see him use animate like cinematic movie angle tricks, but it's a goddamn cartoon. Mm-hmm. This might be like the earliest example of people doing that, at least in a comedy version. Maybe some anime did some of that kind of stuff, but 
It gave you like a vertigo feel when it was panning in. It was great. Well, and again, they were at their prime. So season six, they were able to get probably the best people to help them with their animation, I assume. Yeah, to get the best Japanese animation house. I was thinking about that while we were watching it. Animation houses. Are there American animation houses? Because all I ever hear about is the Japanese animation houses where the Americans just send it off to get the, you know. I know nothing about Japanese animation. <laughs> really? Not a thing. No, you don't have to know about Japanese. The Simpsons is made in Japan. I didn't know that. They they draw key frames in America, and then they send those key frames, and then they make other people animate like seven to not seven to nine frames in between it. They do the bulk like hard work. So how have this how how has this not been intercepted and leaked or something at some point? Like how is this? How are they able to do that so well? I guess because the. Fox is paying them a lot, a lot of money. <laughs> you don't want to ruin that working relationship. And who knows? It might leak in Japan. Hmm. It's not leaking over here. Is Are the Simpsons big in Japan? I assume. I, I mean, know. the Simpsons are pretty much known almost everywhere. Yeah. They're very Americana. A lot of cartoons sent their stuff to Japanese animation houses. Why are they known for being so good at art? I don't know, but I think it's more about the amount of people... That they'll fit in one room and they're literally like, it's a warehouse of cartoons. Oh, goodness. That would be wild to be in that environment. Mm-hmm. It would also suck to be an, expi- an aspiring artist and then you're just, life every day is just drawing these noodly cartoons every day. It would make it like actual work. That and the <laughs> amount of competition that you would have every day. You would not feel super secure ever, I would think, because there's always someone who's going to be trying to be better. Maybe, but you got to be like, you're not allowed to draw that good. It's the fucking Simpsons. Stop. It's not Japanimation. It's true. That (laughs) makes sense. So in the shinning, it's not actually the Overlook Hotel. It is supposed to be Burns's mansion. Yeah. Yeah. And he's hiring the Simpsons or Homer. Either way, the the Simpsons are, I assume it's Homer. Well, to him, he doesn't know. Again, just like Many other times, he doesn't recognize Homer Simpson. Oh, yeah, he never knows Homer. That's right. <laughs> yeah, Smithers always, like, always does. He always like, this is Simpson from Sector G. <laughs> like, so he doesn't know who the fuck they are. That's the thing. Homer technically has a very important job oh, at that super important. N- nuclear power plant. Nuclear. It's pronounced nuclear. nuclear I, I cringe when anyone says nuclear. nuclear and i hear smart people sometimes oh, yeah. say nuclear and it's like it's like because of nuke i don't know a nuclear i have no idea it's, it's like a way of hillbilling up hillbillying up kind of nuclear yeah. nuclear it's like i'm a, a nuclear i'm a nuke you motherfucker i can't stand sherbert when people say sherbert people do say that as well yeah it drives me nuts it's fucking sherbet so, let's talk about this episode here. Yeah, so they, it, it's just set up basically like The Shining. Homer is Jack Torrance. Mm-hmm. The rest of the family is there. Uh, I love how Mr. Burns starts giving him a, a tour through the place and just immediately starts listing all these horrific things that happen, like satanic rituals and sacrifices, which nobody would tell anybody that they're trying no to No big deal. No. No, then, no big deal. I 
so he meets Bart cuts a hole through that fucking well that we were not there yet we do want to say that the uh the elevator scene is recreated in this with the blood coming out from the shining so we do get some you know a little bit of classic because simpsons have always done their take or parodies or whatever you would say like homages to different movies and things in pop culture over the years I think they do a great job job. at it. Yeah, Yeah, I think they do a good job with this. With an excellent joke of Mr. Burns with the, huh, usually the blood gets off at the second floor. (laughs) (laughs) Which which begs the question, do they have to clean blood up all the time or do they just got to wait and it kind of disappears? Yeah, I don't know, because it doesn't (laughs) seem to go anywhere. No. (laughs) It just, like, sits there and they're just standing in a puddle. But, yeah, so Bart is cutting through, as you were saying. Oh, I like how he meets Willie by cutting through that giant... Labyrinth. uh, Labyrinth. What would you call it? The bush maze. The hedge maze. That's what it's called. A hedge maze. Because I'm sure everybody who's ever watched The Shining has thought... I'll just cut a fucking hole through all that stuff and get out. Of I think most people think that in general. For sure. Wouldn't you? Yeah. Like, I'm running for my dad. I just need hedge trimmers. Clip, 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 clip. That or you just fucking jump through them. It's just, they're just oh, plants. I never thought about that. They're not like walls. That's true. You could just do like a running jump and it might like scrape you up a little bit, but you can easily just... <laughs> easily just run through that thing if you as long as you're willing to get you know beat up along the way i never thought about that <laughs> and then at the end of the shining jack has an axe he could have just ran through and chopped through <laughs> yeah yeah but he didn't he wasn't that no one ever seems to think that you can just go through the bushes it's weird <laughs> i've never ever thought about that but i like uh he meets willie Yes. Willie's going to kick his ass and he hears Bart hears his mind his mind talk. Jesus Christ, Clarence almost just died on the floor. No, that's her regular sound. So then we're introduced to the shinning. Bart's got the shin. <laughs> yeah, I love how uh, when Willie's telling him he's got the shinning. Oh, this like, has been a quote in my life forever. Oh, yeah. Ech, do you want to get sued? Yeah, and we both over... Do every it. time <laughs> because every time i hear it it's like oh that's that's not nearly as <laughs> my version is ah do you want to get sued and then you hear it and it's like ah do you want to get sued like just <laughs> yeah. and i think i even exaggerated at the second time there too it's not yeah but it was still something that beth and i quoted oh yeah it's a classic. all of the time it's a classic and then i like the joke of if you're in trouble, just use that shin of yours. <laughs> Simpsons is a huge part of my humor and what I find funny. It's it's ridiculous. It makes sense, but I agree. I definitely have some of that, not nearly as much as you, because you are a walking Homer Simpson in many ways. Yeah, I am. I, I genuinely scream like this sometimes. Ah! So I don't understand why... It was deliberate that they wanted to... They removed all of the alcohol (laughs) from the house and they cut the... The cable. The cable. Smithers did before they left. Yes. Why was that done? I don't remember that. (laughs) Mr. Burns says he does that in order to ensure an honest time's work. (laughs) 
<laughs> but Smithers, of course, brings up, hey, do you think maybe this could be the reason that all those people have killed their families? He doesn't give a shit. <laughs> he doesn't give a shit. What does he say? Uh, Tell you what, if we come back and they're all slaughtered, I'll get, I owe you a Coke. <laughs> <laughs> I owe you a Coke. Uh, again, Mr. Burns' disregard for any life, especially life of people he's had many interactions with, but does not remember. Even if this was a canon episode, Burns would not remember it's who they true. are. He constantly has to be told who they are. That's true. I forgot that. So, <coughs> Homer me. goes to watch TV, because that's just what he does. TV's not working. TV gone. And he goes, oh, okay, I'll just go get a beer. Opens the refrigerator and says, not a drop in the house. <laughs> and then he seems like he's okay. And Marge is like, Homer, you seem like you're dealing with this well. Or, you know, I'm paraphrasing. And then Homer kind of freaks out. And uh, would you say this is the turning point of the episode? This is the major, major crux of what Frank Zabba would say, biscuit. I would say so. I mean, this is clearly the thing that sets him off. And that makes him do what Jack does, which is try to kill his family. Yeah, but we get to see Mo before he uh, finally loses her. He he gives kind of like a, uh, I might be killing you. And then he leaves and we get to see some classical Mo action in bartender form. And I love classical or classic. Like it's he's a musician. Mo. He has a Beethoven wig on. Okay, just making sure. Uh, I love him as Lloyd. I like that they wanted to choose this scene to do. I mean, it only makes sense to get the bartender to be the bartender. Yeah, and it's cool that they wanted to do this scene anyway, because it's. I guess it gives them the right to make Mo kind of the... Uh, he charges everything. He's the new guy to keep Homer in the crazy, so to speak. <laughs> and I like this conversation because it's just... It's not a... It's not desperation. I mean, Homer is desperate for a beer, but he's not, like, desperate to do anything else. He's just like, I'll give you a beer if you kill your family. I don't want to kill my family. So this is probably just going to go back to my misunderstanding of the movie of The Shining. Okay. Was there... Because I know that there was this whole scene in the movie where yeah. he drinks booze. Is the... The hotel is dry, in The Shining, is yeah. he? So he's actually he's a dry drunk, or did he bring alcohol with him? I guess I don't remember these specifics. Um, and then run out of inter- alcohol. My interpretation of it was there was never actual alcohol there. So he was just when a dry seeing, drunk. When he's seeing the ghosts and he's drinking alcohol, I think that's all in the brain. And the alcohol to me was kind of a uh, symbolism of possession, almost. With each drink, you're letting more of the spirits inside you of the overlook. There's so much in The Shining that (laughs) I feel like was there for you to interpret on your own or like pick up on your own. That for me, if things aren't fucking explained, I struggle, which is why after I watch every movie, I feel I have. Nowadays, I didn't know it used to do this, but now after I watch every single thing, I Google the hell out of it Mm -hmm. and I read as much about it as I can because there are lots of things that I don't understand. So, yeah, I, I didn't I didn't know how much of that was true to the actual Shining since in Dr. Sleep, there was lots of alcohol being consumed, Yeah, but not actually at the hotel. But in this, Homer just gets told, if you go kill your family, you can have a beer. You can have a beer. <laughs> Which means Homer is a supreme, supreme alcoholic. 
that uh so does he have does he shining as well <laughs> i mean so did, did jack have a shine i don't know i thought i think bart has the shin so mm. heavily that oh my god it, it's god he's like it. a million watt bulb in there and he's just letting the spirits present themselves the things that we continue to not understand, signed Michelle. Into Simpsons. It's, it just hasn't stopped. The Shining, my misunderstanding, and my inability to grasp the true concept of The Shining has been shown through the Doctor Sleep episode, and now this Treehouse of Horror 5. Because I still, there, I just, I still don't get it. I feel if I maybe read the book, and then watch the movie and stuff... But I just I've missed so much, and just read know. on Google about it. Just let people tell you what it's supposed to be. <laughs> I guess so. I I mean that's probably the way to do it. So and we get a oh sorry. I also haven't watched The Shining in a while. I feel like what all of this is doing is telling me that I need to watch The Shining. The that's Stephen Weber version, yes. I don't want to watch that kid with a mouth. <laughs> so uh, we get to move on to a classic, classic. To me, this whole fucking episode is classic. Whoa, whoa. I should stop saying. Is classic. this how you're ending it? Or are you walking away from that? Uh, from the shinning? No, I'm moving on to when uh, Marge walks in on another classic uh, scene from The Shining. I keep saying classic. Another scene from The Shining where Jack is the the typewriter deal. Yes, and oh. she walks up and it just says, "Doing fine, feeling fine, feeling fine." Hysterical. And that has made like, me laugh for years. She's just like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> it's like, yeah, anyone in the right mind just puts feeling I'm fine. Feeling fine. Of <sighs> course, lighting flashes. We see shit written all over the walls, which it says. Do you know what it says, Michelle? No, no TV, TV no beer, beer make Homer go crazy. crazy. All over, everywhere. <laughs> so he's been writing, just not on the paper. What do you think he was doing that with? Paint? Permanent marker? Spray paint? I'm gonna say Vinyl crayon. Tape. Crayon? He was using crayon. <laughs> she, you just didn't hear her say, "Why does it smell so heavily of wax in here?" <laughs> Homie, why does it smell like wax? But that's what she was thinking. But of course, I've been saying this line forever: the no TV and no beer make Homer something something go crazy. Don't, Don't mind, mind if, if I, I do. do. <laughs> I, I've been doing that for ye- 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 years. I used to have that written out on that Homer Simpson quote thing that I would read in the van all the time. It was nerd. just, oh yeah, very much so a nerd. Just on my mind all the time. Homer's always on oh, your mind. mind. Uh, so we got Homer uh, just chasing the family at this point, right? Yes, and kill everyone. Bart remembers that uh, Willie told him that he can contact him with his shinning any time except for between four and five. So this is interesting to me. So Willie schedules his jerk off time. Oh, you think that's jerking off? Why else would he say, don't read my mind between four and five? That's Willie's time. <laughs> yeah, because school's done at three. <laughs> Willie gets done at four. Willie has an hour to himself to relax and de-stress. And I don't know about you, but every redhead I know de-stresses by jerking off. 
See, I'm going through all the redheads on my Let's see, he does, she does. Bingo. Yeah. Uh, I'm stressed. Better. So he, he shins in Willie, who this is, to me, this is so classic because this was made in 94. And people nowadays, kids would never understand a oh. mini handheld TV that just picks up you know, whatever it can get in the air, but just a little handheld, tiny little television that people would be like, why does that phone look weird? Um, did, did you ever actually see one of those in real life? I mean, I've seen them on TV. I've seen them in like, uh, at like a Goodwill or like a secondhand thrift oh, sort really? of situation, like a pawn shop sort <sighs> of something. But I've never actually seen one. You know, there was a time when those came out. Everybody was like, wow, handheld TV. My dad had a portable nice. one, but it was one that you, oh, it was almost more like a box. I know what you're talking about. Those are cool. And of course, they were black and white. Yeah. But that was the good old days when you just had to pull an antenna out and you could get free TV. Now you have to have a converter. Got to have that digital satellite thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you could just buy a a cheap little thing because you got you TV was free for people for years and years when they started charging TV or money for TV. People thought that was crazy. Money for TV because I and I sold Dish Network around when that uh, when that was getting ready to happen, and a lot of people were not happy about how they were going to lose their local channels and all kinds of stuff. Because the switch was being converted over to digital from analog. So I got to hear about that at that time. Why are you taking my TV away? I've never paid for TV in my life. Why are you taking it away? I didn't do anything. So Willie runs to help. He he just drops his handheld TV in the snow. And he goes to help. But because he's the Scatman Crothers character he his fate is short and uh he is not able to help the simpsons family i have a question about this willie is contacted he's in his pajamas sit laying on his bed watching that portable tv watching the news he gets shinned at he busts out that door that he was in throws the tv into the snow runs into the mansion and he's in his pajamas still. Mm-hmm. To then be killed by Homer with an axe in the back. Correct. A la Scatman Brothers. So Willie's there in like a work shed near? That's true. He could be the one who's Takes taking care, care of, of everything. Things. So the Simpsons don't need to be there at all. And it's weird because he was just trimming the hedges like earlier that day. <laughs> with no snow. And then now there's just thick snow everywhere. Yeah. So why the Simpsons are there? I, this is the first time I've ever noticed yeah, this. I, I never was like, thought about wait that a minute. Why is Willie so close? Because he doesn't show up in like a jacket. Because Scatman Carruthers in The Shining, you know, he has to travel. He gets a fucking snowmobile. He shows up on decked out in snow stuff. It actually pulls back and it looks like his shed is just right next to the mansion. Just it's, like his shed was right next to the school. Yes, exactly. It seemed like the same shed. So yeah, Willie gets a fucking axe in the back. I think he says something funny. I don't remember. He probably goes, ah. And then the Simpsons are getting chased, right? That's what happened. 
I can't remember. He, this is like constant joke, you know. Yeah, they're just Simpsons running around. He's just running after them. He does the here's Homer thing, uh, which is the tattoo that you have on your arm. Oh, yeah, and then the they're just running shrimp. outside away from Homer. He just chases them outside and then Lisa finds the Willie's TV. Willie's TV, and then uh, they all crowd around Homer because he loses his urge to murder. Yeah. But then they sit, for whatever reason, they don't take it inside. Right? They just hang out. They just say, come, family, sit in the snow with me. And watch the TV. Like bask in the warmth of Glowing, the... warm, warming glow. <laughs> I mean, if, if Willie was able to use it inside a shed, I'm sure they can get a signal inside the mansion. Absolutely. Unless they can't. But yeah, they all just freeze to death. Not, not really to death, because they're like just, alive, but frozen. Yeah, just solid. And then the Tony Awards start, and then uh, Homer's urge to kill comes back. But luckily, he's frozen, so he can't kill his family. And I noticed this time you hear a song playing on that TV. One singular sensation. It says here, and I don't know if this is true, but yeah. David Merkin, who uh, I don't know who he is. Let's see here. I still do know he... I don't know. What? I have no idea. He had something. Oh, he was a. Uh, I don't know. He worked on the fucking episode, but it says that David Merkin deliberately placed more graphic violence in this episode due to complaints about excessive ep- violence in the show. So that <laughs> he like made it worse, Good. just to throw it in people's face. Good. Fuck them. So that's a classic, beautiful. Every Simpsons fan adores that shitting episode it yeah it seemed from what i saw it on a lot of episodes is rated as the number one treehouse of horror segment and i think that that makes sense it's always been one of my top favorites and so has the next one me i didn't even realize and but i i must have seen it so many times because it's on this episode and i just didn't realize it but the the next little uh, segment that we get is time and punishment what's it called time and punishment? time and punishment and i yeah i had no idea that it was a treehouse of horror thing but classic simpsons to me wonderful and the way it opens we both lost our minds yeah they're just sitting it's at the serene they're sitting at the kitchen table just eating breakfast and homer's like saying how life is good and <laughs> lisa just goes Dad, your hand's stuck in the toaster. And he freaks out. So this this doesn't make sense. First of all, I've never seen a toaster with a cord long enough to plug in above like the sink and then stretch all the way to the kitchen table. Yeah, of course. Most toasters have a cord very, very short. Very short, like two feet max. Yeah, max. So, it, I mean, that obviously doesn't make sense, but he's freaking out. He, I mean, it's funny as hell homer has a toaster stuck on his hand <laughs> it's unplugged and there's still electricity shooting out of it somehow. i mean maybe because it's still hot i don't know what, what the whole deal is and then he just he kind of like collapses on the floor and then dad it's in there again <laughs> i lost my mind i forgot how funny that was i forgot how stupid and throwaway it really is and i i, I tried to imagine the pitch of that joke, like, uh-huh. yeah, his hand just gets stuck in a toaster, and he runs around with a toaster on his hand. Like, you would have to describe that in such a way to make the whole room just 
Agree. It's also ridiculous because it's not an easy thing to do. You don't accidentally put your hand in a toaster <laughs> and then just run around with it stuck. You just <laughs> you just pull back and your hand is out of the toaster. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. I guess he's got such fat fucking hands I, they can only go in I one way. I guess that's what it's supposed to be. So he breaks that toaster. And he's got to fix that goddamn toaster. So he takes it to the basement <sighs> to his workstation, which is interesting that Homer would have a workstation because he's... He's a lazy person. He is a lazy person, but there's a few episodes that have featured that workstation down in the basement. Yeah. Especially the one where Maggie uh, hits him with a hammer and he falls over and knocks over that can of red paint and it looks like he's bleeding from his head, but he's not. Same workstation. All right. Good times. So he does, he fixes it. Well, he goes to fix it and he uses a rock (laughs) because he has to use the the right tools. I said this to you, that joke. I can fix this with the right tools and then beats it open with a rock. This joke is now funnier to me as an adult. Because Because you know tools. I use tools. At work, I'd be like, well, it's not working because you're not using the right tool. Come on now. You can't use a fucking hammer. It's a screwdriver you need. But they follow this up with Homer being super stupid, with him all of a sudden being able to accidentally create a toaster that travels time. And how is he so inefficient and dopey, but brilliant? He's, He's so stupid, he accidentally figured out time travel. That's how dumb he is. But he wants to see, you know, he did fix his toaster. He wants to see if it works. So he takes it for a test toast, which (laughs) neither one of us said that we had heard or noticed before. Can you believe it? I can't say I didn't hear it, but it just never registered, I guess. Test toast was funny. Jesus. The toaster (laughs) itself has like tubes coming out of it now. I don't even know how he fucking fit all that stuff in there regardless. It almost looked like it was supposed to be like held shut with tape or something. Like it's, it looked kind of janky, but somehow he was still able to come up with a time machine. You know There's one episode where he does become an inventor. I don't remember that. He makes this. like the electric hammer. Oh, uh, okay. I remember and, that. And he makes up the makeup gun, the shotgun that shoots out makeup. <laughs> and then he makes that... T- t- chair that has the extra legs on so when he leans back they catch him so he doesn't fall so homer's got some uh he's got some ingenuity in there he's dumb as hell but he's smart as hell i mean this man's been to space he has (laughs) so this is for me it's classic he takes it on obviously he takes it for test toast and then he (laughs) the way you say test toast is fun and uh, he is taken back to prehistoric times, and then he flashes back to what his father told him, that if he ever travels back in time to um, not touch anything. Yeah, it was his wedding advice. Classic wedding advice. <laughs> Very useful. Uh, Grandpa knows what's up. But we basically, we this this whole segment is just that we're getting examples of... Homer, you know, not necessarily following that because as soon as he remembers that and he's like, that should be easy. And then there's like huge prehistoric mosquito flies around. And then he's just like, you go squish now. (laughs) You go squish now. And then just smashes it on his shoulder. And you do. I do. It's so childlike and funny. I don't smash bugs or anything like that. But if I like. I'm going to hit like a ketchup packet with a hammer or something like that. Okay, you go squish now. That's something that you do at work? 
I assume. I have, yes. Oh my god. Why not? And you know where I got hitting ketchup packets with a hammer? <laughs> From Bart Simpson on the episode where he's hitting ketchup packets with a hammer. That <laughs> makes a lot of sense. So Homer after killing that, he goes he gets zapped back. Um, but we just start seeing different things that are happening. Um yeah, it's all set up, you know, consequences of the future from what you do in the past. So we just get all these examples. The first one's the reneducation example. Yeah, like Ned is the ruler. He's the supreme ruler of the earth now. The supreme unquestioned ruler of the earth. Which is so weird. And he does not like negativity. So if you are negative, he will pick up your house and move it to get a reneducation. <laughs> Which includes, uh, what? They like do that. That did they do that? Uh, what's it called? What's that movie that you don't like because it's got rape in it? Clockwork, Clockwork. Orange. Yeah. Uh, they, you know they do the hook thing where they're trying to get him to smile, <laughs> pulling up their mouth. Just relax. Let the hooks do their job or something like that. Yeah, but of course the best reeducation techniques is a glass of warm milk, a nap. And a frontal lobotomy. <laughs> yep. Frontal lobe lobotomy. So, there is a band called Oakley Dokley. Oh, yeah. We've listened to this once before, I believe. They do a song called Reneducation. Do you know this song? Like, have you heard this before? I've heard it. I'm not a huge Oakley Dokley fan, but I figured it was appropriate to listen to for this because it's literally about this episode. definitely spooky and halloweeny oh yeah hopefully it kicks in here sweet education baby happy come halloween, on 32 happy seconds <laughs> you going misfits huh Yeah, I don't understand anything that's being said. So it's cool that either. this connects to the episode, but I hear nothing. Prepare for re-education. Prepare for re-education. That's what I remember. But it's not, I mean, he definitely gives you opportunities to get positive before the lobotomy, but that's yeah. definitely where it seems like it goes. Don't you feel like, though, that he's already got it in for The Simpsons? So it was it was full. For, is it frontal lobe lobotomy? Yeah, it only makes sense that that's it's, it's coming for them anyway. He should be taken out. Which we get to see Mo again when <laughs> he comes up with his own piece of his brain. It's all right, Homer. They let you keep it. They sure do. And when Homer freaks out, he runs back to the house, gets that goddamn toaster back out. Yeah, he just keeps doing different things, and oh. Willie actually intercepts at some point, which is interesting, because we're still supposed to believe that there's some sort of shinning situation happening, because all of a sudden he opens the basement door, and Willie's just like, you're still not, like, things aren't right, and all of this shit. You're still not in your world, Homer, but I can get you back. You just gotta do exactly as I say. And then he, get a he gets axed in the back. Again, who axes him in the back? Maggie. 
Oh, that's right. And she takes her pacifier out and talks in like a deep well, this uh, says, James Earl Jones voice. That's what it says. It says that it is James Earl Jones' yeah, makes voice. makes sense because I think James Earl Jones does one of Kang or Kodos. And they are in this oh, episode. That's right. So Homer gets pissed. He's like, this is not worth it to me anymore. Swears. All of these things are different. I come back. Everything seems okay. But then they tell me that Marge says that she doesn't know what donuts are. So then I flip out and I run downstairs and then it starts raining donuts. But they don't know that they're donuts. She's just like, it's raining again. You made a great point. Are you going to say this? What? The other day, you were like, e- even before it rained donuts, and Homer assumed that they, they didn't know what donuts were. Oh, yeah. I said it earlier that he could just invent them. Yeah, yeah. He could. She's like, yeah, hey guys, I made this thing. It's called donuts. Now I'm even more money than I had before. Yeah, because uh, that was like a really nice, ritzy looking house. It seemed like everything was just perfect. Everything was perfect. Patty and Selma were dead, and he had a luxury sedan. And, <laughs> and he didn't even know. He thought it was perfect, but it was horrible that there weren't donuts. But then to find out that it just rains donuts, I mean, that seems like not a bad place to be at all. It's still That seems like the most perfect situation. Yes, unless, you know how, like, rainwater can be, like, not good for you? Mm-hmm. I wonder if rain donuts aren't good for you. Like, they're t- polluted? Or do they have what the pollutants are in the sky in the donuts? I, I mean, I don't know. Acid donuts. But what, Acid donuts. But what caused that was Homer sneezing in a dinosaur's face, so it's like he introduced... <laughs> Uh, I would say allergies. It didn't even. It wouldn't have even been a cold. Disease, I would think just any type of disease. So it was actually him wiping out the whole race of dinosaurs. It seemed with one sneeze. With one sneeze, and then they just domino effects started falling over. That that's all it took to yeah. have the best possible outcome. So then you he kill flips, everything. So he flips the fuck out. He's not happy about this donut situation. And he decides to just start smashing everything in the prehistoric times because it's just back and forth, back and forth. And uh, there are many changes that we see the house go through over time. It seems like there was a McDonald's at one point. Their house was a McDonald's. Yeah, yeah it looked like the uh, almost Flintstone McDonald's. And there was a Flintstone house as well. Yeah. So uh, eventually he it's the house again and then everything seems normal. He freaks out, you know. Marge, tell me, is the sky blue? What are donuts? What's my name? All of this stuff. And everything seems fine, but then they start eating with lizard tongues, and he's just like, eh, close enough. It's good enough. So he's he's happy, even though he technically skipped over paradise. Skipped over paradise, but now he's got Marge with that lizard tongue. That's the thing. He's so... That's, that's funny, because it can go in that pee hole. And his pee hole. But... Uh, what was I going to say before that lizard fucking tongue? <laughs> lizard tongue, buttholes, pee holes. No, it was before that. Uh, he pa- Paradise. He I left paradise. But anyway, it's the end of that segment, right? Sure. Yeah. If you think about it. It's technically can, done. I'm just irritated that up. I can't. <laughs> I, I have no idea what it is that I lost because my short term memory is garbage. And then now we are to the third and final segment called Nightmare Cafeteria. Now, Nightmare Cafeteria is, to me, the weakest it's the, of the three stories. It is the weakest, but it's also super classic to me because I feel yes. like I've seen this episode so many times. This one's got some really good, stupid jokes in it. 
And it's pretty simple. And I don't know what this is supposed to be parroting. Uh, soil it green, I would say. Okay, I've never seen that, but I'm aware of it. Uh, basically, just budget cuts. School's overcrowded. They're serving really just low quality grade F. Grade F meat. Meat, which is circus animals and some filler, is what it says. <laughs> and Mostly circus animals and filler. Yes. So it's good stuff. It's good quality. And detention's just fucking overrun, which I was wondering, are the kids that bad or is the school just that fucking anal about everything? This is before, you know, what happens happened about eating, you know. I, I don't this know. This is just regular school. There's kids busting out of their goddamn room. They're packed in there like sardines. Yeah, they can't even, Bart can't even go to detention by being little jokester Bart that he has to go to the cafeteria and get crammed in the cafeteria kind of as well. Not like the detention room, but crammed in the seats. Yeah. Even though for some reason the kids aren't sitting on the other side of the table, they're only sitting on one side, like a family would, sitting down for dinner Mm -hmm. in a sitcom. It's almost like if they drew people there, we wouldn't be able to see Bart and Jimbo as easily. It's almost like it was a shot thing. They could have just left space and one seat for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. But all of the tables just had people sitting on one side of the table, which was odd. Um, And I don't remember. What is it that gets on Jimbo? It's just some sort of stew that that cafeteria lady made, and he trips her, and it goes all over Jimbo. And yeah, for some reason, Smither, not Smithers, Skinner tastes it off of Jimbo. And he like grabs Jimbo and like shakes him, you know, like, you son of a bitch. Why do you do these things all the time? And then, yeah, he just licks his fingers for some reason. And then he says that it's even better. And it turns oh. out that what the meat has been missing to make it edible are, is humans. <laughs> they, they, so that's the thing. Are they mixing humans in there or is it just human meat? I took it as they got rid of that grade F meat because now they got grade A human meat. Fresh and it's children. Fresh from the farm. So they're young, they're tender. It's yeah. like sweet peas they're or veal. It's the way to go. So then they have sloppy jimbos. They do have sloppy <laughs> jimbos. And the, uh, is, is he Dutch or German kid? Uh, he's German. His name is Uder. Uder, he goes back for his thirds, which is wild. I never knew a kid to get thirds on anything in school. Did you get thirds on chili? I felt like they put a cap on how many you could get. You could only buy two lunches. Now, man, I, I want to crank that up on your mic. Okay, I'm uh, fine with that. I would have three chilies because I would go around trading my peanut butter and jelly sandwiches from both oh, meals right, for chilies. So you would end up with four chili. Fuck yes. I remember you tried to trade me once and I thought you were insane. I was like, I'm not giving you my chili. For a, for a PB&J, you eat them together. <laughs> you find the people that don't want the chili and want the PB&J. That just seems wild to me. That shouldn't exist. Because I didn't want the PB&J. I was going in the trash. That's insane, too. I would have taken your PB&J for free, but you wouldn't have given it to me. <laughs> you don't get that PB&J without giving me that chili. I feel like I ended up with PB&J from someone else at some point oh, yeah, as well. Course. People give away shit all the time. But Plus, there's kids who hate PB&J like me. But fucking gross. Chili, it's so crazy that the day that made kids run to the lunchroom at lunchtime was chili day. That was the, in our school, that was 
everyone's that it was that and chicken patties were the favorites fuck a chicken patty oh uh, i would have that was <laughs> chicken patties were the things that were the only thing that i went back for seconds on like once or twice huh was a second chicken patty it was like that's not something i did very much i was all about that chili i would eat my food and then i would go and get twix bars from oh, yeah. the other thing all of the time anyway no one needs to know what i ate in high school but yeah they eat they eat jimbo with sloppy joes i love how skinner tells the teachers that he's just cooking children and none of them have a problem with it they're no. all just like mm, this is delicious they're just like i don't care it's at least we're eating better which is weird that they're all eating cafeteria food because i don't think that really happens i don't think most teachers eat Food from the cafeteria. I bet if you if I got a discount as a teacher, or if I got like a free meal, I would eat it. Depending huh. on what it was. And if it was sloppy jimbos, you bet your ass I'm eating some of them. So this is something that quickly just I mean, it seems like Skinner's greed and his taste oh, for children yeah. just flies through the roof so much that they are not overcrowded anymore at school. Skinner's flesh avarice has gone out of control. Flesh avarice. Yes. Interesting. Flesh avarice. All right. And he Uter, they have Uter Braten. <laughs> yeah. And the it becomes themed. Which is interesting, based on the ch- the children that they eat. But what's weird to me is that they're keeping kids in cages. Yeah, I mean, newsflash, not to get political, but oh, they are keeping God. kids in cages. <laughs> but in this episode, they're also keeping kids in cages. And why would you even do that? I mean, unless it's the whole thing about how fear purifies. Like, oh in God, Dr. we're getting Sleep. back into Doctor Sleep. But it'll never leave. It won't. Uh, this week has just been that story <laughs> a whole week. Uh, but I don't understand why these kids are like pre-caged. Why wouldn't you just... Why, they'd be fresh every day if you just got what you needed. Hey, you need to come to my office, Principal Skinner would just have to say. <laughs> you wouldn't have to have like multiple days worth of kids not going home. The parents are going to be wondering where their kids are. They're, they're moving around too much. They're, the, the kids that are in the tiny cages, I take it as veal. So they don't want to move in. They want their muscles weak. Sit, stay. What's also interesting is that it goes right past nourishment quickly. And all of a sudden, like... The teachers are obese. Yeah, they're all. <laughs> they are. They are not eating for sustenance anymore. They are eating for pleasure. Yeah. And uh, Bart, Lisa, Bart and Lisa figure it out. But they get Millhouse because why wouldn't you get Millhouse on your side? He's a genius. <laughs> Actually, Millhouse is the one who helps them because he's the one who falls into the big blender. I mean, he does do that, but. The kids originally go to Marge, and they're like, we need help. And she says, you're 9 and 10. You're going to have to fight your own battles now. (laughs) (laughs) Which is funny. And then Milhouse is the one in the uh, class that says, hey, we need to do something about this. We got to get the fuck out of here. So they do go to... I don't even see. I don't even remember how this happened. They walk by all the detention stuff. They see the kids in the little cages, like you said. They also see uh, the free-range children that are out in the field. Yeah. Uh, And then Willie... (laughs) Comes in to try and save the day for the third time. Hopefully this time he can do it. I mean, third time is a charm. But it doesn't work out. And Mr. Skinner axes him in the back. Oh, yeah. This Principal Skinner gets third him this. Third time, stuff. Willie gets axed. What does he say? He's like, I, 
I'm not very good at this. Yeah, I'm not very good at this, <laughs> which I appreciated. And then they, you know, the kids are getting hunted down. They get pushed into that corner by that huge giant blender. It's like they're being uh, walked towards an edge, which happens in tons of movies. It's like walking the plank. Yeah, but Millhouse falls into the blender, and this then so is giant. It's giant. It's and like I think a room it says something blender. about like child blender or child omatic or something like that. Maybe that makes sense. And then uh, Bart and Lisa do get pushed or backed in or whatever happens. And then who is it that wakes up from the nightmare? Is it Bart? Bart, Bart it is wakes Bart. up, and they you know nothing. There's nothing to worry about, Bart. You've just been asleep. But then the only thing you got to worry about is that that fog, fog that turns, turns people inside, inside out, <laughs> and then it, it just starts seeping through the window, and then they're just like, "All right, yeah." Then we get a nice little musical number at the end, as Inside Out Simpsons, which is disgusting, uh huh, and gory. Can you see me bleeding from my head? Yeah, it looks like you picked a zit, so I now did. you've got some gore going on over there. I got my own gore, and they sing us a pretty song. It goes a little something like this. It comes back around from before. Inside Out Man. So this is the first time I noticed that they played this song earlier in the episode. Yeah, I didn't notice that. That's why I brought it up earlier in our episode. So that's the end of this episode. This episode is means the end of the couple of critics Halloween special special. Yes, this is the I'm seventh. I'm doing it bleeding. <laughs> you are officially bleeding from your forehead. That's good stuff. So we need to race. We need to put some scaredy cats on this. Let's do it. And I think this is going to be pretty simple. Sam, do you know how many scaredy cats are going to give this episode? This episode gets 10 scaredy cats. I'm going to go ahead and agree that I think that this Simpsons episode, Treehouse of Horror 5, season 6, episode 6, deserves 10 scaredy cats. I think that's the best way to go out. Again, happy Halloween. Enjoy yourselves. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.